I have so much appreciation and overall enthusiasm for my next guest's、uh, presence on the podcast. It's you know it's something I really can't put into words simply because it's a very naive and a very genuine feeling of、uh, simply reaching out to someone who you know who embodies a certain sincere sense of、uh, self, personal truth. Resounding energy and a mission of kindness and warmth that is truly genuine. I wanted to have Nike Sempia on the podcast simply because、uh, throughout her content,、uh, her blog, her message, her personality、uh, through various exchanges on Instagram,、um, I've definitely learned to appreciate、uh, this being as a soul of again warmth and kindness,、um, something that really resonates. And you know, it's not even supposed to be complicated or earth-shattering, but simply someone thing that you acknowledge to be true, honest, and sincere.、A、conversation about crystals, acceptance, parenting, dealing with your own personal journey, meditation, and so many exciting topics that you know that made for a truly engaging conversation. I really am grateful for Nike to、uh, accept to be on the podcast, and I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So, without further ado, my conversation with Nike Sampiao. Here we go. I really wanted to to connect with you because, and this is very important for you to understand because this is very genuine. This is not just a shtick, you know. Okay. When I really posted on 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 the story that you know, genuinely, you just radiate some form of Genuine truth about who you are and how you feel and how it is just to be you. You're not trying to coerce. You're not trying to influence. But when they say that, you know, just stay true to your path and stay true to your journey. And basically, you know, what can only come from that is is、uh, an energy that people cannot, you know, deny, ignore, and they can only benefit from it. And that's. Genu- if nobody has told you, I'm telling you that this is the energy that you put out for me.、Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.、But、It's good to have you know feedback from other people because usually you know sometimes people will tell me that, but you know I'm close to them. You know they're family, but you know when you get it from someone that you really don't know, like it it has a different impact. Like it it means a lot to me that you're telling me that. Thank you so much. Has. This journey always been this way, you know. This personal、um, connection that you have with "quote unquote" self is it something you'd have to work on? Because again, we always hear about you know you need to work on yourself, and I'm really curious as to what where that actually comes from. I think I was always connected to myself, but I was maybe afraid to show it. Maybe I was afraid to be judged. But I think I was always connected to myself because I, I remember growing up, I always did what I wanted to do. I didn't really care about what other people used, to, and especially where I grew up, you know, in that society, you know, people tend to criticize. They always have an opinion, you know. And me, I always, I always tried to stay true to myself, and I did. I made a lot of mistakes, you know. I I had a lot of le- lesson to learn, but. You know, I always tried to stay myself, but like、yeah. it's been like four years that something happened, and you know, I started to read books, and I was like, you know what, I need to connect more. You know, I needed to 
heal some wounds. I needed to go deep into myself and really know what was my real path. So I had to dig and, you know, suffer and then, you know, heal my wounds. And I'm still have a lot of wounds that I'm healing because I'm human. But mm-hmm. I, it was a lot of work, you know. I changed the way I was eating. I always was conscious about how I was eating. You know, I was living in Paris, so I had, you know, good food and stuff. But when I came here, you know, because, you know, you get busy and, you know, someone had told me, oh, you know, oh, I'm so happy. You're going to come to the U.S. and then you're going to gain weight like everybody else. And then that thing, yeah. And that thing had. Oh, the things people say. Yeah. And I had just had a baby and I was like, oh, oh. So that was one thing I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to. Don't worry about that. I have that. And then, you know, because of my son, I wanted to make sure that I was providing, you know, good food for him. So I really started to pay attention of what I was eating. But for now, I just eat a plant-based diet. But it doesn't say that in a few years I'm going to change because we're always changing. We're always learning. So I don't want to, the way I eat, I don't want to attach it to a lifestyle. You know, I just want to, okay, for now I eat plant-based. But if in two, three years I want to change, I want to start eating other things, you know, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, you have a very powerful message in terms of watching what you eat watching what you put in your body definitely your body is your temple because your body can only thank you for what you're putting in it and you talk a lot about plant-based diets and again i have to admit um i am curious um when we talk about plant-based diets so we were just talking about okay just eliminate meats like just okay i'm not asking for the entire like you know dietary lesson here but just the the cliff notes like okay how can we define as a plant-based diet so what are the essentials Plant-based diet will be mostly, you know, you eat vegetables, every like no animal products, mm-hmm. and it's mostly mostly vegetables. Like all you eat is vegetable grains, yeah. Mostly everything that comes from plants. Anything, anything plant-based. Uh, okay, so we just know, totally I, eliminate. Yes, I tried. I tried the entire almond milk thing. <laughs> I'm really trying to convert. I have to admit, it's it's hard. And I, I own this because you have to take ownership of how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that the reason my body is reacting in the entire ickiness feeling is just like being a kid. It's weird to you. It's totally uncommon. It's not something because I'm 37. I've been drinking the same base, like, you know, 3.25 milk thing for my whole life. So the second that you just give me a glass of almond milk, it's like, what is this? So, and again, I'm not rejecting it, but I'm really trying. <laughs> you have to try to make it yourself because what you drink at the supermarket is as horrible. Like, for example, you know, those um, vegan cheese and stuff like that. I don't, I don't avoid those things because they have more chemicals. I'd rather eat the real cheese than to eat that fake cheese that has so much chemical in it, you know. And the taste, you know, when I make my almond milk, it's so mm-hmm. tasty. It's so delicious that I, I barely drank the one from the store. You make it so, yourself? Yes. Okay, send me some recipes. I need to figure that one oh, out. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. You just soak the almond in two cups okay. of water. The next day you rinse it, you blend okay. it, and then you know those cheese cloth, and then you do like okay. the mozzarella, you know the way they do cheese, and then you just milk. Mm-hmm. You just milk. You remove the milk from the cheese cloth. That's it? So you keep, the, yeah, that's it. You just have to be patient for a day. And then what I do with the pop, I do cakes with it. I do cookies. I can wait a day. Oh, what I oh. do also, 
I could take, um, I do my almond butter. So I put all my butter in my blender. I have a high speed blender. So it's going to give mm-hmm. me a creamy butter. And then okay. I take one cup of milk, two dates, and I put two spoon, two or three spoon of my almond butter. And then that's mm-hmm. it. I have my almond milk. Wow. That's it. I love so to this cook. This is why I enjoy these conversations. I'm always learning something. I love to as cook. As innocent but, as it is. Yeah. I love to cook, but sometimes I don't like to spend time in my kitchen. So I find recipes that are easy and I'm good to go. You do a lot of smoothies, though. I see you do a lot. You're very big on smoothies. Yes. I love juices and smoothies. <laughs> yes. But during the winter, I don't do that much smoothies and 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 juices because i try to follow ayurveda lifestyle so when you in the winter it's so cold so you need warm food like you need grounding you need ground food like you need soup you need some you need stuff that are hot so when you drink cold juices and smoothie during the winter when you put it in your stomach you, you want to keep that fire up but when you put something cold in your stomach you know it's gonna make you feel cold but when it's cold outside and then you're drinking something cold you're gonna be cold so when it's winter when it's winter i i eat a lot of warm food except like if i really want to juice i'm gonna put a lot of ginger i'm gonna put a lot of turmeric i'm gonna put a cayenne so it's gonna make it hot like i'm gonna feel that it's hot you want to know one thing that i really wanted to hit on because of this post that you put out just a couple of days ago i think that really just like wow i'm not gonna comment on instagram i'm generally gonna talk about this it was very simple. And I think you said something about three hobbies. And if my memory serves me correct, you say you need one hobby that makes you money. You mm-hmm. need one hobby that keeps you in shape. And I think the last one is like makes you stay creative or something. Yes. And I just wanted to share. I thought, first of all, that was so powerful. And is that in terms of hobbies, are you trying? Are we trying to find happiness or are we trying to find distraction? What are we looking through these hobbies? What, what, how, how does that resonate with you? Because I it's would so... Say- you you look for joy, I would say, because joy comes with excitement. Happiness is just, you know, a constant a constant feeling, but joy bring when you when you have joy there's an excitement. So I think you look for joy. I look for joy. I've always been big about, you know, my personal battles with mental health and just like, you know, just depression and just like, you mm-hmm. know, just dealing with dark days. But when I saw your post about, you know, something that keeps you happy, something that, you know, just makes you money, obviously, because, again, because I keep telling everybody, dream as much as you want, but even traveling to Paris costs money, right? Yes. So your dreams cost money. And the thing about, uh, uh, and I'm sure how you, how you feel about this, because, again, you, we can be all philosophical about, oh, money is all evil. I'm sorry. No. But people that have money, money seem to be very okay. <laughs> I think money, like I had a bad relationship with money, but I think money, it's an exchange of energy. So when you, when you start changing your mindset about money, it's changed everything. I think it's just an exchange of energy. You know, some people feel like, oh no, it's time to pay the rent. Oh, that like $1,000 is coming out. No, it's an exchange. You have somewhere to sleep. You can pay for something. You want to go to the store. Yes, that dress is one hundred dollars you can afford it but when you're gonna put that dress you're gonna feel happy so it's just an exchange so when you change your mind about money you know and you see it as abundant 
you know, it, you have, we have to learn to change our mind because there's things like, you know, because we heard people from our family saying, oh, we don't have enough money. We don't have this. We want to have that. But you have to be able to align yourself so you could be abundant. So you could be in the system of changing of the exchange of energy with money because it's not evil when you have money you know it makes things easier for you you know and you know it's not bad to want money it's not bad to want to have more money because the more money you have the more comfortable you're gonna be and if you're good if you like if you're happy with yourself if you're like doing the spiritual work it's gonna be even easier you know you're gonna be able to do more stuff you know help more people so i think money is not evil kind of hard to help poor people when you're one of them you know so it's not it's not being egotistical or just flaunting i have a position of privilege and the universe or god or whatever you want to call it has allowed me this position and i have a privilege and opportunities that are given to me to help out and you know just pass the torch down and bring in more people as i can as with my efforts and with this wealth so abundance to rejoin what you were saying i believe is something that sh- people should seek and the mindset about money and wealth and you know material goods is definitely something that people need to shift because again if i ask you to sleep in your car or ask you like okay here's a nice house with heating what do you want to what do you want to pick you know, no, these are the choices. Comfortable. Yeah. So the more comfortable, because again, you know, nobody wants to sleep under a tr- under a bridge, and you have to be, you know, you, that's why, you know, I believe that, you know, what you were so right when you have, you know, you need something that helps you make money, whether it's a hobby, you do, you can't have a job because you're not rejecting the nine to five, but yeah. definitely have something that brings you joy that you can actually make money off of. Yeah. That was, that, I thought that was that was pertinent, but the one that really, really made me laugh is like want to keep you in shape <laughs> so, so I'm, like, cause I'm like oh man I, I failed on that one because again like everybody else like I stopped going to the gym and of course as always the excuse is always the same ah, I don't have time <laughs> but you know you don't need to go to the gym to be healthy you don't need to do all those things and lift all those weight you can just walk like I stop I, I go to school every day Mm-hmm. I could have go with my car and it's like 10 minutes. I decided I was walking. I was going to walk. So now every day I walk for one hour and I did that all last year. And I've been work, walking morning 30 minutes and at night 30 minutes. Whether wow. it's cold, it's snowing or it's raining like crazy. I'm I'm ready to go. I didn't I don't even go with my bike and my friend are like, "Oh my god, like you still do that?" And I'm like, "Yes." Even my husband was like, are you still walking? And I'm like, yes, I'm still walking and I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, like that when I don't have time to go to the gym that night, I'm like, oh, you know what? I work for 30 minutes and I was watching a documentary about the blue zone. It's about all the mm-hmm. people, how happy they are and they locate them, them in different area around the world. And most of okay. them, you know, one of the things they were doing, they were keeping keeping themselves active. They were not going to the gym. They were just active. Some were planting, some were walking. And that was one of the main things. They were not going to the gym. They were just being active. So why, why, because we're always coming back and you, you use the word, the word joy. You didn't use the word happy. You use the word joy. Why is it? I realize that a lot of people, even though they want, don't want to admit it to all, all this distraction, a lot of people are just seeking joy. They just want to feel that little bubble of contentment. Oh, yes. That makes them feel okay to be themselves or okay to, to exist. 
where does this emptiness come from? Or are we just trying too hard to accept ourselves? Because again, I'm, I've been re- doing a lot of reading about acceptance. And I realize that a lot of people are just in a, in a whirlwind, so to speak, of just like not being able to just be in the now and, you know, just accept the fact or congratulate or pat themselves on the back just to say, you know what? It's okay. You just, you can, it's okay to want to be better. Is that, what, is that what we're trying? Or, or are we just trying too hard? I think it it's depend because um, what you say, you know, joy, you know, joy gives you that little excitement, but happiness okay. is just steady, you know, but sometimes you want a little bit more. You want a little, you need something more. Happiness, you know, you're going to be happy, but at one point you're not going to be happy. You're going to have you're going to suffer. So when you suffer, you have to be able to understand that suffering so you could feel better to be happy. But when you have the joy, you have the little excitement, you know? So that's where, that's where you cross the line. It's like, when do you feel happy or when do you feel joy? But I realize that a lot of people, a lot of people, and I, I hear this all the time. Sometimes, like, you know, you just go through the motions and you're just going through the day-to-day and you're doing what you need to do because these are responsibilities that you brought on to yourself and these are goals that you want for yourself. And then a lot, and then the worst thing is that people are afraid to ask themselves, is this really what I want? Mm, is this yeah. really what's going to make me happy? Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Um, I was working um, at a job and you know management they're probably gonna hear it because we're gonna probably post i'm gonna post uh-huh. the, the the link for the for the podcast so i'm sure there's some people they're gonna go listen but oh wow management was bad like i don't know they had masters and stuff but i don't know if they had any any classes how to talk to people mm-hmm. and you know things were going down and it's still going down there i don't know how people are still working there like like um i'm just, i feel not sad for them but you know maybe i'm happy that i'm not there anymore okay mm-hmm. and at one point i was trying to be happy like you know before going i was doing my meditation you know how i was putting all the beautiful energy to be there but at one point I couldn't be there anymore because at one point, like I was always the one happy there. I was, it could be a Saturday after 3 to 11. I was happy. They would be like, why are you so happy? I'm like, I chose to be there for now. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to make the best out of it, you know? And, you know, there was always dramas and problem in the ER. So, you know, it was interesting. Like my adrenaline will go up. So it was, it was a good time for me, but there were moments like, you know, when management, management is giving you pressure and people are not respecting you and me i'm really like that like you're not gonna talk to me anyway you know if you tell me something i don't care if you have a phd or whatever i'm gonna put you back in your place and they didn't like that because i would (laughs) answer back (laughs) and you know so at one point when i realized like last year I would wake up and it would be six and I would leave my house and I would feel stressed. I'm not someone who's stressed. Like I try to manage my stress. I would feel stressed. I would have palpitation, anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, that's what anxiety is. Because I would feel bad. I I, I wouldn't, I didn't want to be there. Then you know what? Everything happened for a reason. They got rid of me and I was happy. I was happy. 
word for word, pound for pound, you just describe an entire chapter of my life. Exactly the exact same thing. You go into work, and again, and I'm even going to piggyback and add one element. I'm sure you don't wish, you know, ill will on anyone who actually decided to stay or management, Mm -hmm. but you just realized you came to a crossroad where this is not for me. And, you know, I was working on other stuff as well, so it was not a problem for me if I had to leave because I was going to leave anyway, but they mm -hmm. got... They got rid of me first because, you know, I there went, I went all like I wrote to the director of that place. Like I went off and off of them. So I was a problem for them. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, because I fought for what I thought was right. And I fought for the other ones, you know, now there's things that they don't do anymore because of me, mm-hmm. because I fought for them, you know? So there was, that was one of the thing I was pride, you know, because I was shy before, like I would not express myself, especially in English, because that's not my native language. So mm-hmm. I was proud of myself because I was able to talk, you know, to the director of that place, you know, express my feeling, you know, tell her things, you know, and I was proud of myself. Like I would, I wrote a letter to the director of that place. Who does that? Like for me, I was like, even when I was writing the thing, I was like, even when I was going to those meetings, like I was shaking, like I was almost sweating, but you know, I kept my heads up, but I was fighting for a cause. So it gave me a lot of confidence. It, it really boosts my confidence. And at the same time, I was working on other plans. So the fact that I left, that was, that was the perfect time for me to leave at that time, you know? So it was an education in terms of not, uh, well, you recognize the fear, but the fear was not an obstacle is what I'm hearing. Yes, yes, it was not. Even though I was, when I was going to those meetings, I was shaking, but I didn't, it probably saw me, I was probably stressed, but I stood up for myself, you know? What, what would be your word of advice to people that might be going through the same thing right now? Have a backup plan. Or if you really have to stay in that position for a moment, like have a plan. As long as you have a plan, you can deal with the situation because I had a plan. So even if I had to stay like a few more months, like I I stayed like for six, seven months, but I had another plan. So I knew that I was doing that sacrifices, but I knew that somewhere I was going to get somewhere else, you know? So mm-hmm. I was meditating, you know, I was taking bath, you know, spiritual bath. I was writing. I was doing a lot of things to help me feel better, spending time, time outside, you know, and keep smiling, you know, keep smiling. And I don't have nothing against them, you know? When I see them, I'll be happy to give them a hug. But at that period of time, I had to fight for, for my right, you know? It wasn't for, it was not for you. And you definitely use your voice to speak with purpose to something yes. that mattered to you. Yes. And Good on you, man. Uh, yeah. Good and on you, man. That's cool. That's why now, you know, like last, last, this year I went to the Senate, um, you know, to Capitol here oh, wow. in Boston because we, I was working with that organization. We're working for student debt, you know, and I'm like talking to the represent, representative, you know, the people that signed the bills to change the laws and stuff. And, you know, I'm stepping out like little by little, you know, I'm improving myself to be able to speak, you know, I'm getting less shy to express, you know, to go demand, like to go talk to the senators and stuff. Wow. (laughs) Because, you know, you need to make change. Like if nobody says anything, you're always going to stay like me. I'm, 
I'm good with memos. Like I'm always writing a memos. I'm always writing memos. You're doing to, things to me. I'm going to write you a memo. Yeah. And I, I don't what even do like, writing? yeah, because I did, um, something happened as some, it was something official. They did a mistake and I had to go back and I fought for them. Like they, they make, they wanted me to go take another picture and it was something official. And I told them like, why would you do something like that? You don't, you know, every time that you have to change something for the client, you need to have a new picture. So why you don't print something official? Oh no, oh, 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 this, this, they were talking. I went off of them and then my husband was like, you, you were in a, in a, in, you know, in federal agency. How would you do something like that? And I'm like, I was not right. So they have to change stuff. You know, they want to follow rules. You have to do, make the rules correct also for us to follow the rules, you know? So the I'm title being... does not come before the person. If the person mm. made a mistake, the, the title doesn't mean anything. Exactly. You know, a pickpocket is a pickpocket, even though even if he's the Pope. Yes. But that's that's definitely something that you know that I admire. You know, people who can actually go beyond uh, beyond just you know just staying in their place. But if I know I'm right, and if you are wrong, it's not about just putting you under the spotlight or shaming you, but it's about, you know, you doing what you need to do to make the situation right. And that's something that's totally admirable. So you're, to you're totally about on the field of like, you know, if you're doing what's right, definitely go, 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 mm -hmm. go seek the truth behind it, man. Definitely something. But you know, the fact that, you know, that you're so big about, you know, doing what's right is something I really, I really admire. So definitely good on you for that one, man. One thing I want, I was curious about as well, and this is just me being totally naive and just asking okay. questions because this is what I do. What's up with crystals, man? Like, oh, talk to me about crystals. My favorite subject. I'm curious about crystals. I'm genuinely curious about crystals. And then look, you see, I got a bunch of them because I had a feeling that you were going to ask me about that. So, <laughs> so I, I love the universe. I love the universe, I man. My favorite ones. And look, and I know we were doing, the, like the people will not be able to look. I bought all my favorite. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So I've been into crystal since I was 12 because my brothers introduced me to, to crystal. Like even when I go to my mom, like back in Haiti, she has okay. all the crystal my brother ever gave okay, her. Your family's still in Haiti? Yeah, my mom still lives in Haiti. My mom lives in Haiti, and uh, my sister is in Florida, and my grandma in France. But yes, mm -hmm. my brother and my sister, my brother and my mom are in Haiti. So sometimes when I go to Haiti, I want to take them all, you know, from my mom's house and bring them back home. <laughs> but yes, oh, crystal. They say that they have their energy you know okay. and you know we have different um center of energy so they call chakras and in centric the indian centric it makes vortex it means um circle so we have different chakras we have different center of energy and they say that mm -hmm. each crystal help you align to that center of energy there's other things that okay. you can do to align your chakras but usually people use um crystal and it's it's so personal crystal working with crystal it's personal the same way that you gonna you believe in god or you believe in jesus you go to church okay. and you believe that jesus is gonna help you or god is gonna help you and you manifesting that it's the mm -hmm. same thing your same thing that you believe that 
you know, if you drink your green juice and you eat this, you pay attention, you're going to align with that energy and it's going to help mm -hmm. you work. You know, it's reverse. It's like, it's like, it's placebo effect. You know, there's some people, mm -hmm. they, they don't get the drug, but they still cure themselves. So that's mm -hmm. the same thing. So crystal me, because maybe I'm aligned with it and mm -hmm. it works for me. So I believe they work for me. And the thing is like, I sell them and, or I give them away. And the feedback that the person gives me makes me believe that there's really something about them because I don't have one person that I didn't send them, rather they sold, I sold them or they receive it as a gift that they don't feel the energy. They really mm -hmm. feel the energy. Like, for example, I used to wear um, a kyanit, a blue kyanit. It's good for communication. So it helps you open your throat chakra. I used to work, mm -hmm. use it when I used to go to the hospital telling myself, oh, I'm going to be able to communicate better with the patient, you know, express myself and, you know, and then every time I wear it, I had a good day. Or the same thing, like sometimes I'll wear the tumorlin, the black tumorlin. It says to repeal negative energy. And to go further, when they give you, when you give women a diamond, she's happy, no? Usually, mm -hmm. they're happy. So, crystal or diamond or crystal is just human. Like people put put more value in diamond or the way they polish them, it has a value. But crystal are the same thing as diamond. Diamond mm -hmm. or crystal, actually. So yeah, for me, it works. I, I take bath with them. I meditate with them, especially when I do my Kundalini yoga. So it really helped me elevate my energy. But at the same time, mm -hmm. they just spiritual too. Like if I don't have my crystal, I don't have my bracelet. I don't have my, my necklace with me. I'm perfectly fine because the work starts from within. If I don't have those spiritual too. I'm fine. Right. Also, if I go out, I don't have my crystal. If I travel, I don't have my crystal. I'm perfectly fine. So there has to be an balance and powerful work done from within. Yes. Okay. You use this to help you enhance okay. your spirituality or okay. the way like you feel. But you have to consciously do the work. Yes. Not just like, okay, I have a crystal and like, okay, so yeah, now I'm good. No, no, you do the work. And if you don't have the crystal, it's okay also, you know, because at the same time, you know, I started my minimalist journey. I try mm -hmm. to be conscious about the amount of crystal I have too. I don't want to have too much crystal also. I don't want to transfer the fact that I don't have that many bags anymore, that many clothes. I don't want to transfer that into having so many crystal also. I'm trying to do that um, over the past couple of months. And this is just me, right? Because I, I, I try to, um, um, I don't want to talk about me. I hate doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, um, I was talking to my wife and we've had this house for going on six years now. And when you do some reading, you realize that, you know, the more space you have, the more excuses you're going to find to fill it up. So sometimes, like, you know, we go in, I go into the basement, I'm like, why is this still here? See, this is where, this is where you know, hoarding comes from, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And every time I try to purge, I, I grab a box, I'm like, okay, I'm not even about KonMari, I'm just like, you know what, I'm just dumping this. I'm just, and then you always find an excuse. So I'm really reaching out to you here. Help. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
what are your tips to actually just like ineffectively start on a minimalist journey? I'm not talking about get, like getting rid of everything, but oh, no. how was your process? Like, please educate I, me. I started with the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, usually I only have one or two guests, but I was like, you know what? How many people comes to my house? I don't, I usually go to people's house. They don't come often because I'm always on the go. Mm-hmm. So I started, I remove all my plates. I give them away. I only have four. I have four plates, four small, four medium, four glasses, you know. I And then one day my husband was like, where's everything? I'm like, I give them away. So I started with the kitchen. Then I went into my clothing. Then I went into my bags and I went to, yeah, that, that's how I started. But the problem is I'm a minimalist. I don't live with a minimalist. So it's kind of difficult. But at the same time, Ah. you have to be able to accept the person the same way that the person is going to accept that you're a minimalist or the person is a plant. I'm a plant-based. I have to accept the person that with the same, that has different habits than me. So my corner is kind of empty and the other corner, it's not really empty. You know, this this is all about acceptance, right? Because we're all mm-hmm. human beings. We're all like a beautiful tapestry of variant colors. And my wife and I can like, we always have all these conversations. Like right now, as dumb as it sounds, and just like to piggyback on what you're saying, I'm really like right now I'm reading a lot more. And my wife is totally Netflix and chill. But I totally get it. It's about, you know, what is good for you without offending the other person? Because I mm-hmm. respect your personal space. You need Netflix to chill. It's like, all right. It's totally fine. I exchanged I exchanged with you a little bit on IG about, you know, a couple of days ago about the fact like, you know, some days you just have to admit that you're not, you know, you, this is like, you just want to go to sleep, you know. Yeah, it's not and a good day. A, yeah. And I thank you for not judging me because, you know, we've this is our first, you know, direct communication, like, you know, face to face. And I thank you so much for being like, you know, so open and just listening. You know, because you you did share, you know, like, you know, again, anybody saying that, you know, they're, they're kumbaya every day is totally full of it. So, <laughs> and I really appreciate that from you because, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit it. Yeah, there are some days, like, I still smile, but, you know, there was one day I was going to school and it was raining. And, you know, I tried to take everything as a lesson. And I was walking, you know, on the sidewalk. You know, I, I'm covered, so I don't have any problem. And then there's that car that passed by. And then, you know, there's water on the street. And then the car goes so fast. And then all the water, like, splash everywhere on me. And I'm like, I really wanted to cry. But I was like, you know what? That's a lesson. Next time when I will be driving and it's raining, I'll be, I'll pay more <laughs> attention the people on the sidewalk <laughs> you know it's I, that's how I take it like everything like unfortunate that happens to me you know mm-hmm. I try to take it as a lesson you know as a way maybe I need to do something or improve something because yes I'm I try to be happy every day but there's some days it sucks but you know I try to to look in the bright side of the situation you know that's how my walking journey started also because last year my car broke in the middle of july like vacation the time that i love to go on road trips and enjoy and then i was like okay you know at least i had a car at least i don't have to go to work so i just have i was just planning to go road trip and do stuff i was like you know what 
I'm just taking a train. I'm just taking the bus. I'm just walking. So I walk around my cities and stuff. And that's why I was like, you know what? I can walk to school and save, you know, save money for parking and save money, you know, with gas and stuff like that. And it works. I did a year. I did like 30 something weeks of working. Just Mostly. walking. Yes. <laughs> I my son worked now. I don't I don't yeah, when we really, 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 really late, like we live like a few minutes from school, I drop him in the car. But mostly he works. He works by him he walks with me. I make him walk. Everything I do he does. Like I go hiking five hours, he goes hiking five hours. Is it like, you realize that the kids are really they they have a lot more challenges than we used to. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself, but the, the, it's getting for for a parent right now. It's a whole new ball game. But I'm sure every generation of parents always say that. But what we're dealing right now is like kids and identity crises and comparisons and distractions and electronics. It's it's a hurdle. It's a hurdle, and I do have to admit that sometimes late at night I am very worried. Like sometimes I'm like I I, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but you have to accept yourself. And this is about admitting it to yourself, right? Frailties. Mm-hmm. Because there's no manual. And just like you, these are individuals and they are human beings with their feelings and emotions. You know, my, my daughter just started her, um, well, she, she, she just started um, preschool right now. It's a kindergarten. She just started kindergarten. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, this is not daycare. I get it. No, baby, there are no more naps. There are no more naps, and it's okay. But I get tantrums like you wouldn't believe. It. It's only been two weeks, but I get tantrums like every day. But I know it's because the day's been long, and she doesn't know how to deal with it yet. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know either. Like this is totally new to me. But I can't admit that. <laughs> it's it's the hardest job. It's the hardest. So. Because at the same time, you have to be able to find balance for yourself also. Because you need to be happy to have a happy kid. And the thing is, like, you you would be surprised how much the kids, the much the potential. Like my son does dishes. You know, I'm not in Haiti. You know, I don't have nobody's doing. You know, Mm -hmm. cleaning for me. You know, the way I was raised myself. I don't have that. So I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. You're growing up here, you know, when you go on vacation at your grandma, it's fine. You don't, need, but he has to help. Like, yeah. And that's going to be good for him when he goes to college. He'll be independent. He cooks, he cleans, you know, he's, I make him independent, you know, because I want him to be independent. He doesn't, he doesn't need me, you know, and God forbid something happened to me because, you know, life is full of surprises. You don't know when you're going to die. You don't know when it's your last day. So at least I know I prepare him until a certain, you know, a certain limit where he can have a minimum of a minimum of being able to do things for himself, you know, and that's important. I'm not being lazy for forcing, you know, making him do dishes and stuff like that. And he chooses his day. He said Monday. And Friday, actually, he didn't do the dishes today, so he can go. <laughs> yes, so I'm going to talk to him about that. <laughs> he picked his day. But, you know, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, he cooked. He knows how to make oatmeal, you know, um, the overnight oatmeal. He knows how to do a lot of things, you know. I don't force him, but, you know, I try he is to. He self-sufficient. Yes, I 
tell him, you know, you need to learn to do that because this is the, this, the, 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 the you know? Wow. And it's better for me. I have less work. Wow. And I'm yeah, happier. Totally. <laughs> Invest into your own well-being, man. I get it. Pay yes. forward. Come on, yes. dude. I keep you alive. And I started very... him. I started him really early. Like, he was three. He was in charge of changing the paper, toilet paper. Like, every time he was empty. That's mm -hmm. easy. So you, you teach them how to do little things, little by little, you know? And they become independent. I'm going to steal like that my one. son. I never been, thought about that one. He traveled by himself since he's been five years old. He's been traveling by himself. He takes the plane by himself. He goes to Florida. Really? Yep. My, my wife would never do that. <laughs> it's like, can't. It's like. I could. I, I definitely did when I when I was a kid, but you know we haven't graduated to you know that level of of like you know just cutting the cord. We're we're getting there eventually, but but that doesn't not, mean no. that I don't love my son more than anything. But sure. you know, I want him to. I, I cannot keep him in a bubble. I, I cannot keep him in a bubble. He has to learn. He has to make mistake. He has to he has to fall so he could learn. Also, you know. He has to. That's I'm true. here, you know, I'm here to, to help him with the wound, but you have to learn. I cannot live in a bubble. I'm not going to stop letting, you know, live because of that. Because I'm, I'm I fear, I fear that. Because it is part of life. It's part of the process. You have to fall. You have to kick and fall on your ass, fall flat on your face and understand that. Ah, okay. Next time I'll probably, I probably should pay a little bit more mind to this. You know, that's what and, I mean. And at the same time, you know, my my husband and I, you know, we agree on the way we we raising him. So there's not, you know, conflict. So he's on board to the like the way we're raising him. So it's it's good also, you know. Teamwork and collaboration. Yes. Wow. Man. I'm taking notes. <laughs> and and Yanis is totally happy good, to leave for a month. So you know what? I have time. A month you by myself, you know, we have time to be a couple, to do things, you know. Go. Well, Yanis, he's having fun with his grandma. Yay. Who doesn't want that? I'm not there yet, but eventually I'm yeah. sending to their grandparents in Haiti. It's not, not good. Right now, but definitely doing good. that for a month. I'll definitely do that. And it's Dear, been going. If you're listening to this recording, we're definitely doing that next year. <laughs> And it's been, I've been doing that since it was nine months. So, you know, that's cool. I, I, cord, I cut the cord, you know, that's, insane. that's insane. You know, it, it would seem, you know, and not, this is not judgy, but it would be it, but the, the current social dynamic would label you as like, how irresponsible is that? But no, it's perfectly natural. Mm -hmm. It is perfectly natural because you said something important doesn't mean that you love your kid less because you're definitely relinquishing him to someone as a mother. There's no more precious being than your child. But if you're, mm -hmm. if you're relinquishing him, you're obviously giving them away to someone who's just going to care for them just as well, you know? Yes. But at the same time, you said something important. You're also giving that time that you found to your couple mm -hmm. because again, the couple matters just as well. Balance one more time, man, it's because it's true because a lot of people you do, run the risk when you're just so pouring energy into your parenthood mm -hmm. that you totally take away because everything you can't give what you don't have. Right. 
you give all your energy and all your time and all your love to your parenthood. And then you realize and you're surprised about the frustration or lack of communication or toxicity that might have set into your couple. And then you're asking yourselves, like, what happened? Well, this is what happened. And a lot of people, parents and a lot of people into significant relationships don't want to admit to themselves, like, well, it's like, you know, does this mean I don't love my significant other? Like, no, you just need to balance it out. You can't, mm-hmm. like, your kid, you love your kids, but you were a couple before you had kids, you know? So I'm really happy you said that. That's uh, that's something that, you know, people need to admit to themselves most of the, most of the time. Um, and maybe yeah. because my mom did the same thing. She used to ship me <laughs> to my grandma during mm-hmm. summers. Or my sister used to send, you know, my niece and my nephew for me, you know, during summer in Haiti. So we kind mm-hmm. of, that's the dynamic of our family. So it's kind of natural for us to do mm-hmm. that. So ah, maybe okay. maybe that's why I'm perpetuating this also you know because that's That's how i grew up you know and it worked it worked and you're totally you have a a different circle that Mm -hmm. basically you know resonates well with that because like you said it's part of the natural dynamic where you grew up in so it's like it's just a full circle just keeps running Mm -hmm. i did have a question though um because you talked a lot about meditation and daily routines yes um how important is that for you it's in the morning like, mm-hmm. but not after I woke up. I need some mm-hmm. time because I'm a big dreamer. Like when I wake up in the morning, like I have three, four pages full of stories to write down or to, you know, record. So because wow, I okay. went into deep dream, you know, I feel like I was not with myself already. I, I, I was disconnected from myself. So when I wake up, I cannot go back again to a deep, you know, um. How can I say that? You know, when you meditate, you become so calm. You, 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 stillness. you reconnect. Yes, you go to your stillness. I feel like the same thing with, that's the same thing with my dreams, but, you know, with more movement, more, you know, in your dream, there's more action and stuff. So when I wake up, I cannot go back in stillness. I need, I need activities. I need to move. I need to do things. But before I leave the house, usually that's where I meditate. Okay. You know, and meditation is not just being in stillness. I could be like, you know, chanting mantras, but I need that time, you know, to recenter myself, to breathe in and breathe out and, you know, set up the tone for my day. You know, it's, yes, it's my routine. I do that every day. I need to mm-hmm. plan my day, what I'm going to do, but there's some days I don't do it. I don't feel like doing it. I just do my breakfast and then I leave. It depends because maybe I know that I'm going to be walking. I'm going to stop at the park. I can relax, you know, and center my energy. But mostly it's in the morning because the more you have a routine, the more you're going to be able, you know, to achieve your goal. You're going to be, you know, persistent, you know. So I have a, I have a pretty set up routine. So, you know, I wake up and I write down my dreams. I do some sun salutation. I drink my water, you know. I'm great. I write down if I'm grateful or I just say it in my head. Then I go to the bathroom. I do my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And after that, I go to my little sacred place, you know, where I put all my chakras, you know, I relax a little bit. I either go for a run or I do some yoga. And then during that time, mostly everybody's sleeping. So uh, I go and I do my stuff. So I don't have no one to disturb me. And then by the time everybody wakes up, I can prepare breakfast and then, you know, I can, hi, everybody, I'm so, 
That's I'm cool. okay. Yeah. So you basically woke up, did the work on yourself, and then you have that much, okay, we're going to use the word joy or, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, basically contentment that you're that allows you to face the day. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that it's very important to, you know, prioritize the self before you start, you know, dishing it out to everybody. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because what I was saying that is because um, I realized that a, a lot of the messages you hear a lot, you know, whether, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I read the people, like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of books and a lot of people talk a lot about daily routines and they talk a lot about meditation and they talk a lot. You, It's amazing. We're talking so much and you're just, I'm just like, man, this person is so awesome. Uh, you talked a lot about gratitude, you know, waking up in the morning, you're writing down your dreams and you say like, okay, I have, you know, I'm taking the time to under, to acknowledge what I'm grateful for. What's the big deal with gratitude? I'm really, this is really like, you know, it's like a rhetorical question, but what's the big deal with gratitude? Why should, why should we be grateful? Exactly. You need to be grateful so you could know, appreciate what you have, you know, acknowledge your blessing. You need to be grateful because our brain tends to stay in the negative. Our brain stays to stay in the thing that we don't have. And we tend to go to misery. We tend to, you know, say sometimes you're happy and then you constantly find something to be sad about. You find something to be negative about. So when you're grateful, you kind of realign your mind to stay in the positive side. So for example, if I'm having a bad day, but you know what, I'm, I'm grateful that I have help. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need to go spend three hours in the ER, you know? Uh-huh. It's all those little things. So the more you align with your gratitude, the more you're going to stop seeing that, oh, I don't have my house yet and I don't have my garden to be able to have my organic fruit and vegetable that I want to cook myself. But you know what? I'm grateful that I have a beautiful window and I can have my peppers and I have peppers and cucumbers. I have my herbs. You know, it's how you you channel the energy of not having certain thing and appreciate the little thing that you have while you're working on having the big thing that you really, really want. Because in the moment, there's no way I can have that big garden that I want. I will have it, but not for now. So is it is I'm going to be negative and, you know, so sad about not having this? Well, you know, I can just appreciate what I have now while I'm working hard to get what I really, really want, you know? So it's you all those little those little things, you know? Or maybe, oh, I would love to go to China or this travel, this trip, and then I cannot afford it this year, you know? But you know what? I have my car. I can put $30 of gas and go to Maine for the day, you know? And just be grateful that I have the car to drive up there and enjoy that day. Or... If I don't have money to go to the restaurant, I'll say, you know what? I'm grateful I have the car. I can pack some fruit, veggies, you know, do my picnic and then still go where I need to go. You know, it's all those little things. You wire the things in a positive way. That, that's what I do. Is it like everything else? It has to be a habit. Yes, you have. It has to because you have to wire your mind. It's so easy for us to just get into the mindset or the habit of just saying, like you said, well, you know, I'm going to be late again. Or, you know, my boss is going to be, you know, on on my case again. Or the kids are going to yell again. It's, you have to shift your mindset. You have to find Mm -hmm. that positive spark. And I'm not even talking, again, about being happy, happy, joy, joy, 24-7. That's totally impossible. But you need to change your mindset because it does have an impact over your overall scope mm-hmm. of your life, both inward and outward. 
that's why I was asking really, like, you know, how important is it to be grateful? Like, you know, some morning, you know, I don't just say, I'm grateful for my family, for my friend. No, I try to find other things. Like some morning, I say I'm grateful that I'm not constipated. You know how many people are suffering from constipation? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's when it's winter and so many people have the flu and I'm like, oh, today I'm grateful I'm not sick and I feel well and I'm good. Or I'm grateful that I can find some passion fruit. It's the summer, you know? I found those little things that going to bring me joy of happiness to be just grateful for. Those little things that makes you appreciative, you know? When I, the same thing, when I used to work at the hospital, I would see people really sick and, you know, people dying. And, you know, I would be like, wow. I feel grateful that I don't need to deal with that. Or, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm grateful that I don't have a kids that suffer from chronic disease that I don't need to go to the hospital all the time. I go to the, I go to the doctor once a year, you know, for his physical because it's mandatory. If not, I would probably not even go. So it's all those little things that you try to be grateful for, especially when you're not having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> man i know it's getting late and i want you to get back to your life but uh i just want to take two seconds again to thank you but oh, really thank really thank you. you from all the energy and all the time but seriously with all sincerity and affection and friendship uh that i hope we can continue on but i really want to thank you for your time because for me as i said in the beginning of this recording for me it is definitely time well spent I want to thank you for your positive message. I want to thank you for all that you share. If you do not follow her yet, guys, definitely find her at Simply Nike. That's N-A-I-K-E, Simply Nike. Or also Love Your Crystals at on Instagram. I'll definitely link everything. Just make sure everybody finds you exactly where on the interwebs. But yes. getting back to what I was saying, but please understand that you are genuinely, genuinely one of the nicest people I've met in a really long time. And um, I want to thank you for everything that you do uh, because, you know, this energy of uh, warmth and kindness and just simple, earnest generosity and of self and just being totally authentic with yourself is something that really resonates, not just with me, but hopefully with a lot of people. And that's definitely what I feel. And I just want to let you know that. And that's very sincere. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Thank you for everything that you do because your podcasts are amazing. You know, I love listening to it and your voice. It's a, you have a beautiful voice, you know, that you should, yes, you should be, you should be, you know, in doing those show and stuff like that because you have the perfect voice for that. So, yes, that's Some amazing. Days soon. Yes. Someday soon. All right. Now, for, I'll just take this little corner in the internet for now. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is that I used to do radio in uh, in oh, high school in Haiti. Um, it was just like a really funny story. It went from it went from uh, theater because uh, my sister had had a drama class and they needed a male role. And then from that, I got the next male role the, la- the next year. And then, I, and then I, I joined a theater troupe for three years. And then while I was doing that... My mom's friend, who was uh, who was uh, a director for radio in Haiti, I'm not sure if it exists anymore. He's like, okay, we need somebody to fill up a morning slot for three hours. I'm like, okay, and I was like, what, 15 at the time? Oh, so I'm cool. like, okay, let me go do radio. That's how I learned, basically, like you know, just theater and just like you know, not say oh. So I did that for two years, and then when I went to college, 
I'm like, okay, I need extracurriculars. Like, okay, we need somebody to do the the college radio on the weekends. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But the universe, and here I am making podcasts. So I'm like, you you had the purpose since you were 15. That's amazing. My sister, tell that to my sister because, like, you know, she's really pulling my ears. My sister and my wife are listening to this and they're like, I've been telling you this. Yes, you see? That's the first (laughs) thing I told you. I said, Your voice, you have the voice of an anchor. You know, those people that talk on TV? Yeah, you have. You have Maybe you never know. You never know. You never know. I'm I'm leaving it open to the randomness of the universe. You know, just one podcast at a time. But uh, not to put you on the spotlight, but I always open up. You know, like to close off the recordings with just like opening up the floor to the guest and a kind word, a wonderful thought, just a, a personal call to action for their individual purpose that the listeners can take away from this conversation. Just you know, a, a nice message that you'd like to leave the people with. Be grateful for anything, you know, and try to find beauty in everything, even in the difficult situation, you know. You you have to find that little sparkle, that little light in everything and stay positive, you know, and then move forward until you get where you want to go. I think that's my message. Thank you so much. You know, gratitude gratitude for and definitely will impact your attitude but thank you Cynthia thank you so much for your time yet again all the blessings to you and yours Um, I'll definitely link up all the the information from where to find you on the blog post for the internet guys make sure to follow her Nike Cynthia simply Nike on Instagram please do if you're not you're missing out learn about crystals yeah learn about crystals at love your crystals on instagram so definitely guys again this is uh awaken the awesome the next episode will be up as soon as i can actually make it happen but definitely look it out on the wherever you get your podcasts as always it's always fun and always wishing you guys to enjoy your life continue your journey be who you are accept yourself and continue to stay awesome have a great evening guys